Hey there. Welcome to the in-between. So glad to have you with us. I'm glad to be here. Paul, are you glad to be here? <laughs> Paul, are you here, Paul? I'm here. He's here. <laughs> glad. Let's talk about what glad means. If we'd rather be asleep for another hour. An hour? Just an hour? <laughs> sure. Well, this, another you know, day. Takes about an hour. <laughs> anyway. Takes about an hour. Oh man. You're killing me. Well, well, man, it's good to be good to be back. Yeah. Um let's talk about last week because Gary did a great job. Yeah, really good. Really, really good. Chris, if you're listening, Gary did a great job. Yep. He uh, and our weekly giving was up. And our weekly giving was up. About so sixteen thousand over. I'm just saying budget, so we need to invite him back. Come on, Gary. Just kidding. That's a joke. It's a big joke. Um, but kind, did, kind it, of. it is not a joke that he did a great job. That was Correct. fantastic. Um, and, uh, there were a couple of things that we, we forgot to talk about, um, with regard to some or ran out, ran, ran out, out of time, time. ran, yeah. just ran out of time. Didn't forget. Um, Psalm 107, Paul, you want to talk about the books of Psalms? Yeah, because last time we were we were chatting about just kind of the helpful things to remember when you're going into reading a psalm and right. trying to make sure that you're understanding it correctly um, and you're reading for what it is. Um, you know, one of, I feel like Chris's, you know, go-to illustrations with this that I always like when he talks about, you know, reading the genres of of the Bible uh, for the right place. You know, it's he, he talks about walking into his uh, house and going over to the kitchen counter and seeing a love letter that his wife wrote to him that says, yeah. you know, don't forget to bring home milk and bread and eggs. And he's just, oh, picks it up and savors it and ponders. And and what did she mean by toothpaste? Exactly. Like that must mean the ever cleaning nature of our souls yeah. together on, you know, no, you, it's a shopping list. It's not a love letter. And so you read it as a shopping list, not a love letter. When you read it like a love letter, you get it wrong. And so that kind of same notion of, you I know, just think it points to his desperation. <laughs> affirmation any way I can get it mm-hmm. um, <laughs> interpreted however I want it to interpret we all get there at some point in life if you're ever desperately trying to find love a shopping yeah. list well and I'm, I'm glad that you guys started clarifying because when we when we read Psalm 107 last week at the top of it it says book 5 yeah. so I was like oh yeah, and so okay, this is good to clarify. You didn't, you didn't know Psalms was more than one book, more than one book, and so and it's not in its. I mean, again, Psalms are collections of writings written by multiple people. Right. David gets attributed to the most of them, and so he's oftentimes the only one people really think about. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, that that book, the, all these Psalms were put together into these books. But that book had originally five designations of how they were kind of a, thematically put together, and so sometimes it's helpful arranged when you go to. Um, the Psalms to then stop and remember like, oh, well, what's the book that I'm reading this in? And Psalm 107, which Gary talked on, um, was the was the first Psalm of the last book, book five. And book five is traditionally known as the book of praise. Um, and it makes sense because then we just looked at, and Gary did so well, to talk about four situations in life, which may not seem like a motivating place for to start a praise conversation. Right. Yeah. But in all of them, we remember the steadfast love of God to mm. which he is worthy of praise. Um, and so it's, again, it's helpful to think, oh, well, you know, the arrangers of this, the, the scribes that were putting this together 
chose this one to intro all of this book five from 107 to 150 about these praise narratives. And so to read that in the context of the book it's put in is sometimes helpful. Now, like all things, especially again, poetry, um, it's helpful in a gauge, but you don't want to hold too hard fast to the rule. Right. Because it doesn't mean that every psalm in book five is going to be a praise psalm. Uh-huh. And in fact, 105, 106, and 107 serve as a really cool trilogy of praise together. And actually, 107 as a bookend to 105 um, is a really cool way to read those three psalms together. So there is key arrangements, even in between the books, obviously, as a transitional thing. Right. Um, so you wouldn't say, well, you know, Psalm 105, well, that's in the Book of the King, so it's only going to be these royal psalms, and it's not going to be a praise psalm. And so, you know, again, you kind of got to, it helps for an overall narrative of the book, but you don't want to hold too hard fast to it. Uh-huh. And in case you're curious, um, so Book 1 uh, is Psalm 1 <clears throat> through 41, and it's all about personal experiences, the Book of Personal Experiences, um, playing into where the spiritual and the physical meet. Book two is the Book of Elohim, and so it all is a is is composed or arranged together to personify or bring attention to God. And that's forty two through seventy two. Okay, and then seventy three through eighty nine is Book three. It's it's got a couple names known as the Dark Book, um, or the Book of the um, Relentless End of the Evil. Essentially, it's like if evil plays out. And so again, it stands in contrast to the book of Elohim. So God is going to be victorious in this wickedness. Shall it prevail in its own is the end. It's anti antithetical to God. Um, Then book four, uh, which again goes through one Oh six is the book of the King. And then you have book five, which is the book of praise. And then within this conversation, again, um, we've already even said it. There are many different types of, actual psalms, um, the genres or the themes of individual psalms um, get labeled. And like even in these, sections of psalms tend to have even labels. So uh, you can have a right. psalm of praise that then you know has this beginning wisdom psalm starting it and ending it, yet it's overall a psalm of praise. Um, generally, there's about seven types of psalms. Um, the wisdom psalms providing you know, guidelines for righteous living. Um, you got the Royal Psalms. So this would be a lot in the book of the King um, where it's, it's describing the, the coming Messiah of Jesus through a personified um, lineage of royalty. Um, you have lament Psalms. And so even in what, what Gary talked about, you know, there was lines of lament even in this praise Psalm, but there's right. whole Psalms sometimes that there is very little seeming redeeming praise it just seems like the psalmist lament yeah lament, it's just lament, lament. in My despair life is terrible yeah in despair and, and just praying for deliverance yeah i think similar to that um you have imprecatory psalms um, Whoa, easy killer you're gonna need to spell, spell that for some of us <laughs> yeah and they they are they're the ones and there's there's some super hard ones um when you when you got to go and, and interpret um, especially considering the original context and to bridge the context in our understanding. But there are psalms that are calling upon or invoking God's wrath or judgment. Um, <laughs> what? And and yet, while it is, some of them are really, really hard, there's something super comforting, at least to me, that even in those hard things, God's saying, bring them to my door. Like, come on in. Yeah. Like, well, like I'm here even in that. Because there's, there's some... In, 
precatory psalms that um, it's like, I don't know if I feel comfortable praying that prayer right uh, now. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Every time I hit them, I'm like, ah, I'm not underlining that. Yeah. yeah. Destroy the wicked. Oh. And then there's Thanksgiving psalms, you know, again, that bring attention to God's greatness and thankfulness towards him. Then there's pilgrimage songs. These are a lot in the book one. Again, a lot of times are reflective of psalms that the that the Hebrew people would be um reciting or singing on their way to Jerusalem for a feast or a festival. And then again, there's enthronement psalms um, that are very similar to the royal psalms, but they're just describing and lifting up the sovereignty and the rule of God over What was that? Things. What was that last one you said? Enthronement psalms. Mm-hmm. And there's different, I mean, again, this is seven of them, different commentary, you know, some yeah, have yeah, nine, yeah. some have six, some combine others, some have different words for them. It's not like this is yeah, the, um, yeah, in the, you know, after book five, you get the um, glossary of Psalms yeah. and they explain all this for you. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. And then no. that's, oh, that's later. That's at the book of maps. I yeah, think. It, that's true. I don't even think it's there. Between the book of maps and book of opinions. The book of maps. <laughs> the book of opinion. I mean, we've all gone to the, the book, book of, of your maps truth. at some point during a some sermon point. where we got lost and we were like, I don't really know what's going on. You know what? I need to see what Jerusalem looked like when David was king. Yeah, so when I was a kid, that was like, oh, this is colored. Look. Yeah. Pictures. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Pictures in the back. Don't know what it's about, but it's color. Yeah. And and so this next Sunday, um, uh, Lyle Skeels, a member mm-hmm. of our church, Brother Lyle Skeels. Um, many of you, some of you that know Lyle may not know that he used to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, and he uh, he's going to preach for us um, on Psalm 67, which is in the middle of... Well, towards the end of the Elohim section yeah. section book. And I would say on Lyle, you, it's not that many don't know he's a pastor because you'd be like, wow, that guy. No. <laughs> the way he behaves. No. He's he's very pastoral he is. in conversation. And so you're you're often not surprised to find out he's a pastor. He's just non-assuming. He doesn't come and, yeah. and you know, bow down and kiss the ring right. because I'm a past, former pastor type thing. <laughs> um, but no. he's, yeah, I'm excited for what he's going to share. And the latest, uh, like he he did the, uh, um, not inspection, the assessment on our home. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, he's an assessor. Or like he, uh, it, it, I don't remember when that was. It was it was like right when we moved to our first house. Um, anyway, it was one of those like, oh, but you're a pastor. And awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's really cool. Wow, that's cool. Anyway, it was a... Uh, uh, I actually got to know the skills, both Lyle and Fran, when I was at Calvary. Yeah, they were overlapped. there at the same time, um, and uh, just really grateful for him and his heart and um, uh, how gentle he is. And so um, I'm excited to hear what um, what he's going to bring from Psalm 67, um, what God is going to bring through him from Psalm 67. Um, yeah. You want to? Bef- wanna... Before we read it, can I just ask a clarifying question? Sure. Mm-hmm. I've heard it described a few different ways, but can you just unpack the concept of Selah mm. real quick? Is that, some, is that something we can do really fast? I, I, it's it's a, a really good band. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were actually missionary kids. Are they? I think. Yeah. They That's were. hilarious. I mean, not hilarious. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> How awkward. That, wait. Um, so that doesn't appear in Psalm 67. Where's that? Where's that coming from? It does. It does. Yeah, uh, halfway through. Oh, okay. I see it now. And the, I'm seeing. I'm used after to the first... seeing it over to the right. And yes. In this uh, translation, it's like right up next to it. So gotcha. I did not did not catch it. Um, 
I, I mean, I've heard all kinds of things like that. It means pause, right? That it was like an instrumental break. Okay. That it was like a chance for the, uh, instrumentalists to tune their instruments. Yeah. Shake out their hands. Cause the, um, those of you that can't see, um, Colson is shaking his hand frantically. Um, the Septuagint, which translated into Greek, called it the, the dap, daplasma, daplasma, daplasma. I don't know I what don't that know. is. I don't know either. And they didn't either. It just means. <laughs> it's just there. It, <laughs> it's a nonsense word because it's a nonsense phrase. They, they, yeah, it wrote for division. It was just kind of a dividing thing. Yeah, but they didn't understand of, why okay. it was divided sort of or what was it doing. So, and it's you know. used in very different places like in... In in the Psalms that it's used, it's not like it. It doesn't seem to make sense. Uh, okay, as, especially that there is, like again, if you look at Psalm sixty seven, um, the all these the numbers and the breaks and everything that you see in your Bible are of course added well past when it was written. Um, that it, it's not that's not something that the original writer had inside of it but you can see like from from our understanding of where things should break up it seems like verses one two and three go together verses four and five go together and verses six and seven go together uh-huh. and it's in the middle of verses four and five that we have Selah. so um at least from a western understanding of what's being said that break doesn't make a whole lot of sense sometimes it's at the end of what we would consider a break sometimes it's in the middle sometimes like so the it 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 appears that that uh, break may have had more to do with the with the musical end of what was going oh, on. Okay, Paul, well, is there any more consensus on? So it? yes, there's very much. It's just they thought this was like an annotated note added in later for when music was brought into this, and then mm-hmm. going from actually like the Hebrew for Selah. There's kind of two that I know um, get a lot of traction. One is. Uh, from saying it's an adaptation from the root of kala, which is uh, to um, literally to hang or to weigh in balances, okay. um, kind of like on, on to measure the weight of something. Um, so kind of would be like the pause to reflect on the value of what you just had. Okay. Um, another one is that it's the combination of salah, which is to, to praise, or salal, which is to lift up. And so it would just be a, a, a note to stop and to praise or lift up. Yeah. Um, the Amplified Bible, which again is a, a more of a commentary or, or um, a summary type uh, translation, uh, it adds. Gives, it gives a whole lot of translations in one translation. Yeah, every verse where Selah appears, it adds pause and calmly think about that. Mm. And I think okay. again, I think for a notion as far as practice for uh, you know reading, I think I, I do like that. I do like take a pause, think about it, and continue. And some people say, some people have an opinion on whether you should actually read or verbalize so, it yeah. or whether you skip it, pause, yeah. and then go on. But I think any yeah. any and all of these things probably add up to what it actually is. It's probably yeah. a combination of multiple of these things together. And it certainly doesn't change. It's not like it. it's this drastic change in, you know, the reliability of yeah. what we're reading. Oh, we, no. Gosh, no. Whether we say it, whether we don't say it, whether yeah. we skip it, whether we don't. But I do think if we're not meditating on Scripture, it, Scripture does speak to that yeah. as what's the end fruit of not yeah. pausing and meditating on yeah. it. So That's good. But um, like when I'm reading it now, John, do you like, once I get to it, do you just want to in the background go, say it? No, <laughs> no, absolutely. Okay, great. I think, I think it's, it's like a Baptist fermata. So 
just hold uh, the word before it for a really long time in a in a very powerful voice. You know the Baptist Fermata? You didn't sure. You don't know what I'm talking about? No. I didn't have that in South Africa. Oh man, there are certain songs that when we sing them, you're supposed to like hold. Um, I'm trying to think of one. Crown the, him. Um, crown him with many crowns. Yeah, probably. Um, uh, what was uh, I think there was like on He Leadeth Me or something that was the problem with the way that I did it was I I moved too fast into the next thing because everybody's expecting us expecting to like. The and okay. no, like it's just a, okay, a fermata I'm, in musical common or uh, modern musical terms is the uh it looks like a dot with a curve over the top of it it looks kind of yes. like an eyeball yeah um and it's it's actually musically you're supposed to um be watching your conductor at that moment because they're probably going to get out of the established tempo um and that usually means they're going to hold something longer than what you're doing and then they start okay okay great that's good to know okay well if you don't have anything else to say to that guys (laughs) i'll go ahead and um read psalm 67 uh the title on on this says make your face shine upon us to the choir master with stringed instruments a psalm a song may god be gracious to us and bless us and make his face to shine upon us, that your way may be known on earth. Sorry, Selah. Your saving power among all the nations, among all nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you judge the peoples with equity and judge the nations upon earth. Selah. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has yielded its increase. God, our God, shall bless us. God shall bless us. Let all the ends of the earth fear him. I'm not going to say it because it wasn't there. That uh, I didn't even see that first one. Yeah. I'm, I, they, they sneak up on you. The sailors sneak up on you. What, what can you say? <laughs> I, I didn't, you know, I've, I've read through a lot of Psalms. I'm not uh-huh. going to lie to you. I, I've, I have no doubt read this one before. I had not made a mental note that Psalm 67 begins with the number least, six yeah the ironic blessing the yeah. um priestly blessing, priestly blessing. Israel. um i well it it at least references it doesn't go through the whole thing but like that uh be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us is i mean that would have been huge for the jewish people for that to be i mean huge it definitely would have recalled, they would have they, they, they would have known. missed it yeah they would they would recall the the um priestly blessing which is um uh make it uh how does it may he or may the lord the lord uh bless you and keep you the lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the lord lift up the Selah. light of his countenance say Selah, sorry ah! the lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace mm. um so again not all of that is in there but just those um Words that are, words that are would have been a reference at least I think to. Um, to that, so that's and is that kind of where Lyle is going? That when, from the no, conversation that you've had with him, I, I've only had a short conversation with him. Paul's going to talk to him more um, this, this afternoon. afternoon. Um, so uh, 
that'll be good. Um, but actually, um, the little bit that I've talked to Lyle, um, he, he wanted to talk about how, um, I think it's 66 and 67, um, or maybe 65 through 67. I can't remember. Um, are a, uh, an, like a, a, an ask for the provision of the harvest. And then 67 is a, um, being grateful for the harvest. Um, and then he's going to talk about how, um, our harvest is, um, spiritual. Mm. This harvest that we, okay. Are looking for and then being grateful for as a spiritual one. So, um, it's going to be, um, I'm very excited to hear, uh, what God, how God uses him yeah. on the Sunday to, to talk to us about that. But yeah. So you were, you were saying that what stuck out to you was the ironic blessing. Yeah. And Paul, was there anything that, that sticks out to you from this Psalm specifically? Yeah. I think the fact that the, you know, it is, it is this blessing, but the blessing, you know, so oftentimes that unfortunately when we think about it, we think of blessing as just give me, yeah. give me so that yeah, I yeah. can have, give me, and then I will now, and, and here, the blessing, may God bless his people, Israel, in such a manner. Here, it's this, so that the message of God's way would become known throughout the whole world. Right. It's like, bless us only so that your way is known throughout the world. And so there, there really is kind of a New Testament, you know, Matthew 28, the Great Commission, this calling of Acts 1-8 to go out to all the world here, even in the yeah. request for a blessing. This isn't a blessing so that I can have a Ferrari. This is a blessing, so that, ah, it's a blessing that I can have a Ferrari, so that other people can ride in my Ferrari, and then, I mean, no God. Okay, so we'll we'll in the podcast here, and we'll reread this, and then <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> Wait, what did I miss? What did I, uh, um? So, uh, who who here remembers uh, the infatuation with Jabez? The the book, like the prayer of Jabez. Yes, the yeah. prayer of Jabez. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that this was like a thing. You were out of the country. Uh, we had the book. You had the book? The Prayer of Jabez. Yeah, by but, Bruce Wilkinson. Yes. So My uh, sweet mates in college, that was they would call each other, Ya Jabez, and I don't know what that meant. Um, Jabez means pain. Um, his mother called him Jabez because she bore him with sorrow. Um, uh, I, I know this very well because before the book, in fact, years and years before the book, I was born um, in 1983, and my dad. Oh, I like the story. Um, told <laughs> we had a, a um, Jewish. Um, let's see, Doctor Goldstein was the um, doctor. He was well, no, he was the pediatrician. He didn't. Oh, he go. didn't. Uh, he did not um, like. He wasn't the one performing the C-section, um, but he was handed me. Um, anyway, if I'm remembering this right, which dad can ask dad, he knows this better than I do. Um, so when they handed him, um, when I was handed to Dr. Goldstein, dad said, Dr. Goldstein, do you know the, uh, um, the story of Jabez from the old book? Cause Dr. Goldstein was Jewish and I don't remember what he said. Um, but dad said, well, um, his, his name is John, but uh, he is my Jabez, 
which I was like, thanks, Dad, for calling me a pain, like, <laughs> from the beginning. Um, evidently, Dad had been praying um, the prayer of Jabez for me since uh, before I was born, which is, um, oh, gosh, now I'm not going to remember how to start it. Um, oh, Lord, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my coast and that you would keep me from... Uh, your hand would keep me from evil or from harm. Harm, um, so that it might not bring me pain. So that it might not bring me pain, but there's an ending to it. Pain. Looking it up, it's First I, Chronicles, yeah, four ten. It. The idea was that so that God's name would be great. Um, and I don't remember how that played into it, but, um, but I mean, I think you're right that this is this Jabez cries out to Israel, own that you would bless me and enlarge my territory, that your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I'll be free from pain. And God granted his request. And it's in that short little verse, um, that I think the what you were referencing the popularization of the prayer of Jabez in the book yeah it was was rough. was just for the ending of what it seems like in that first that right. just says no this is for me it's expand my territory um, be present with me and protect me from harm and do these things because calling upon God's initial blessing probably a reference back to the Abrahamic covenant that he made in yeah. Genesis twenty two and so it's because you have promised this give it to me and god does now when we do that and take it for our own purposes yeah rather than take it for no god's doing that to jabez for his purposes above all other things and i think that's what the book unfortunately highlighted or way it was misconstrued yeah so often was this was kind of you know kind of back hearkening on the health and wealth gospel or the prosperity gospel the yeah idea. that always sat with me wrong yeah yeah that that you don't you're not actually taking up a cross you're you're actually taking up a yacht. Yeah, a bunch of money and a bunch of prosperity and all. I mean, it's things. a burden, but mm-hmm. it's it's a it's gold. So, I mean, at I, I again, like I'm you you read it, and I'm I'm sitting here think like every time I felt like that I was told that story or read that I always understood it as what you were saying about this psalm, um, that it was to be to be given a blessing so that you are a blessing so that you can make known what God has done. So much so that the first song that I ever wrote called the prayer of Jabez, um, which is published, but is not ever referenced or sung in this church because of how badly the prayer of Jabez got, um, what do you call it? misconstrued um, misconstrued um that it got adopted by the prosperity gospel that was like well that's just not going to be taken the right way no matter what but inside it i uh, some of the words are um uh, enlarge my coast so that uh bless me O lord indeed and enlarge my coast so that others may see that you are all that i need um and it's in you that i boast when your yep. blessings fall down upon me um that's good. like that's that was if if any blessing that we have is a blessing just for us to be comfortable or 
um, wealthy or however you want to um, phrase that. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think that that's good enough. Mm-hmm. And we have that all through scripture. And yep. if God is only good with a clause that I have to add to him. Yeah. Not good. Thanks for joining us. Be encouraged.